This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Pro Stock Hockey. Pro Stock Hockey is the largest online supplier of Pro Stock Hockey equipment. They sell high-end hockey gear, originally made for the pros, to your average everyday hockey player for just a fraction of the cost. Now, if you've experienced purchasing Pro Stock gear before, it normally doesn't come with a warranty. At Pro Stock Hockey, it does. Pro Stock Hockey will provide a one-time replacement if the stick you purchase from the website breaks from normal playing conditions due to a defect in manufacturing within 30 days from that date of purchase. Why spend $300 for a twig that you potentially could purchase for around $100? For the month of February, Pro Stock Hockey is offering a discount to Morning Skate listeners and followers. That's right, you. Put in code MORNINGSKATE at checkout and save 10% off your first purchase, one use per customer. Again, that's promo code MORNINGSKATE, M-O-R-N-I-N-G-S-K-A-T-E, to save 10%. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, February 4th, Keds here. Uh, Hal is a healthy scratch today because his uh, beloved New England Patriots are playing in the Super Bowl. If you don't know this about Hal, he was born in Maine, lived there for four days, and he claims that he's a New Englander. So he's kind of doing his own thing. So we have Cooner on, uh, or maybe you know him as Howie Felter Snatch. He's filling in today. What's up, Cooner? Nothing, man. Just chilling. Excited to watch the Patriots lose tonight. <laughs> we can only hope, man. Hal will be on the watch if they lose, so... Well, I mean, he may not be on today, but if the Patriots lose, he may be out for it indefinitely on the IR. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, because he tried climbing a telephone pole in Philly or something. <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past him, man. Uh, we had some stuff go on. We're going to do our NHL in the news. Uh, we'll jump over to a couple voicemails that we got, and then, you know, our Don Moore's Heroes and Zeros and Three Stars. So, without further ado, let's hop right into it. NHL in the news, play the music. <laughs> Okay, NHL in the news. Here we go. Here we go. First thing that we got popping off. Uh, Racco Gudis is a psychopath. Uh, he just cleaned uh, Kyle Palmieri, right? His first name, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, nails Palmieri. Palmieri bangs his head against the ice. Uh, I first saw this and, and tweeted it out, and I only had one angle of it. And the angle that I had looked like Gudis was like just trying to kill somebody. Apparently, there's other angles that make it look a little bit more accidental. Um, regardless, he wasn't suspended. There's a whole lot of backlash for that. Uh, I don't really know what to think about it because the angle that I have on Twitter, it looks pretty premeditated. I'm going to kill you. But then everybody's saying he's trying to avoid Simmons, which comes into my head. If you're trying to avoid somebody, why are you going airborne? Which is kind of weird. Uh, I don't really like Kyle Palmieri. So like, I'm kind of all right with it regardless, either way. But what, what do you have on this? Um, okay. So. My first thought was like, Jesus Christ, why do I have to read another headline about Red Kogudas? That's that's literally every time, probably five times a season. His Shocking. Pops up and it's never for like sick power play goal or like does good thing in society. It's always suspendable question mark. And like I saw the post and I was like, Jesus Christ. And people were like defending him like, oh, he was trying to get out of the way. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm so sick of this guy. Like, like you said, stop. 
you're an NHL athlete. Hit the brakes. Yeah. You're telling me you can't stop? Like, I don't, I don't know. When, and, and second of all, what, why would you jump? What What is jump? <laughs> like, I you doing a fucking double dutch to get out of the way? Like, fucking A. It, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, man. Like, you're right. You're an NHL player. I feel like you have the skill set to put on the brakes there. Like, somebody like me, maybe I go airborne because I want to, like, make it look cool or something like that. Or I have no other option. Like, do you remember growing up, like, when you couldn't stop, you just skate as hard as you can into the boards, and you're like, okay, I stopped. Like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Works for me. I'm just a kid, you know, at open skate trying to impress some chicks yeah so maybe maybe rack with Gudis, maybe the way he stopped growing up is instead of just like running into the boards he like <laughs> jumped into the glass pre-selling he was working on his sellies as a kid <laughs> and that's just kind of the way he went do you think he should have been suspended for this uh i think the max would just be one game i mean he's a meathead so he has history so that's always like you have to take that into account apparently with the nhl but i think it just max fine him uh, you know what i i what? i agree with that because there are some angles that looks accidental, and I get that, even if it was accidental. But, like, hey, maybe you put this in his head, like, don't jump at somebody next time. Like, one game really yeah. wouldn't be all that bad, and it would kind of set the tone in his mind, like, okay, well, I can't do that again. Yeah, well, and it, it kind of goes into, like, high-sticking, right? Like, a guy who, like, tries to lift a dude's stick, and it catches a guy in the, in the jibs, like, that's still high-sticking penalty. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it was accidental, I'm sorry, X, Y, Z, like, it's a good point. Penalty. That's a great point. Yeah, like, if you accidentally fucking elbow some dude in the face or jump into his fucking throat, like, it's still a penalty. Yeah, like, like if know. somebody steps on your stick and they trip, you're still getting a tripping call, even though yeah, you didn't exactly. mean to fucking Accidental doesn't mean, like, okay. Wow, that I, I didn't even think of that. That's A-plus right there, Cooner. All right, so, Gudis, shocking. Uh, moving on, Yarmir Yager and the, and the Flames are done. He played his first game in Cladno. Uh, the game had to be relocated because it was too small of a rink and everybody in the Czech area wanted to go watch him play. Uh, Peter Nedved came out of retirement and played uh, for the other team. So here are Yager's stats. Uh, 20 minutes on the ice, 3 assists. He was a plus 2, 3 shots on goal. Played uh, 3 minutes, 35 seconds on the PP. And lastly, the ref was going to announce one of the, uh, the first goal. And he goes, goal scored by number 59, assisted by number 68, legend. Respect, I guess. What, what do you have for Yogs? He he didn't hang – well, he hung him up from the NHL, but the guy just still loves playing hockey. What do you have about that? Um. So, first of all, I think it just <laughs> is unreal that the guy, like, had a game moved for him. Like, it wasn't a tornado. It wasn't a hurricane. It wasn't, like, a flood watch. It was fucking Yamir Yager. Like, Pretty much a flood watch. Puck sluts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was too many puck sluts in the stands, and, like, they couldn't that, – like, couldn't – like, they didn't have enough, you know, capacity for Bring him. Your so I think that's unreal. And, I, I mean, like, getting out of, like, the teenager thought, like, that's awesome. Like, the guy's bringing, like, so much to that area, like, immediately. Like, so that's pretty cool. Um, three assists. <laughs> like, first game, not a big deal. Casual. 20 minutes on the ice. Guys still got tree trunks for legs, can still skate for days, apparently. Just not as well in the NHL, I guess. I don't know. Um, the, the referee... <laughs> Like that's that's beauty right there. Just yeah. respecting that the guy is a legend. Like I don't know, maybe I doubt the ref knew he was going to get in the news or anything like that. But you know, good on him for kind of throwing a little fist bump to Yager for coming back. Right, dude. It's not the NHL, but it's still a pro league. And the fact that they're like by legend, like that that that's all you really need to know. The guy was fucking awesome, man. Definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, the one thing I love about Yager, it's not really talked about that much, is he, like, single-handedly turned the New York Rangers organization around, because before he was on the Rangers, we were hanging out with, like, what the fuck, Dubay, 
And just like some weird fucks that we sucked. Manny Malhaltry was supposed to be the next Wayne Gretzky and he panned out to be a great fourth line center. Like we didn't really have He's anything the, going on. The blind guy, right? Yeah. The blind guy that's a great centerman, takes great face offs. Yeah. But he was supposed to be like the best. And then we trade Anson Carter and a bag of pucks for Yarmir Yager. You put him on a line with Marty Straka and Michael Nylander and the Rangers are fucking sick again. Who, like, whoever thought that deal was a good idea? Like, no offense to Anson Carter. Like, I actually loved him, but dear God. Here's the thing. The way I remembered it, and I was wrong, is I thought Yager was, like, struggling, like, barely scoring any goals. And then I watched, like, the Yager, like, tribute video or whatever. He got traded from Washington after having two 30-goal seasons. So it wasn't really like he was, like, playing, like, shitty. Like, he was still a great player. And for Anson Carter, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I bet like, they didn't think that Yager was going to play till he was 45 years old. <laughs> no, and I think, he, I think he put up, like, 100-plus points for the Rangers that one year. I mean, in my lifetime, I don't think I've really ever seen a Ranger score over 50 goals other than Yager yeah. that I can remember, which is kind of Just using that CCM vector twig. <laughs> he was impossible, man. He was awesome, dude. I loved on the power play, get the puck at, like, the top of the circle, take two steps in, and just boop. It was almost yeah. automatic. And he's just got some birth-given hips, man. Like, there's there's no one in the NHL, like, now that I can even compare to, like, the puck protection in the corner. No. I can only imagine, like, the, you know, like, the one-on-one battle drills you used to have to do in the corner during practice. Yeah, I and you're like up against Yager, like, like, all right, well. Yeah. Back of the yeah, line. Yeah, I feel like he just, like, chugs a couple beers and goes out on the ice, like, knowing that they're going to do that in practice that day and just, like, sits back and watches. Yeah, he was awesome. I'm, I'm happy for him. He still, I mean... I, I would have liked to have seen him just retire at the beginning of this year after all this stupid shit about, like, who's going to sign him. It's disrespectful not to sign him and all this stuff. Like, it would have been – I think it would have been a better story if he just didn't play this year and last year was his last year and he kind of, like, knew it. But he's still playing hockey. I love Yogs. It's awesome. What do you – like, what do you think, though? Like, why why leave? Like, what what was his stats? Like, was it, like, seven points or something like yeah, that? Yeah, in Calgary, he just games? didn't fit, man. He – uh he has a puck protection down, but the legs really aren't. He's not moving as yeah. fast as what he used to. And now in the NHL, everybody goes like a thousand miles an hour. I can see why. Um, my thing is, if you had a young team like Arizona, right, like an absolute shit team with a bunch of really young guys, why not just take him? It's not really like you guys are going to do anything anyway. And at the very least, he's going to be hanging out with all these rookies and these young kids for an entire year, teaching them actually how to play hockey, how to train shit like that. I ne- I'd never really understood why nobody did that. Yeah, and he's not a piece of shit either. Like, he, like, first on the ice, last off the ice, like, works hard. You know what I mean? Like He's awesome. I read he, somewhere he, that he did a thousand, uh, like, standing squats every day of his life. <laughs> oh, my God. When he, since stable. he's been, like, 12. It's fucking crazy, man. But, all right, that one's to you, Yogs. Moving on. Probably the biggest uh, drama going on in the league, really is uh, player safety and just the refs in general in regards to, like, goaltender interference, all this stuff. Henrik Zetterberg said the inconsistency in this league right now, it's the refs or the guys in Toronto, or if it's suspensions or if it's the fines, it's hard to, It's hard for us as players to know what rules we were playing under. And the Arizona Coyotes commenters, like, during the game said, I give up, I give up, too, after a video review says no goalie interference. Um, kind of agree, man. That's, that's what happens when you place a rule that's not, like, a... What's the word I'm looking for? That's not, like, clear-cut. It's not 2 plus 2 is 4. It's 2 plus 2. Well, it could be this, could be that. Like, it's not, like, a fucking legitimate rule. It's all by opinion, and that's what happens when you put a rule in place like that. Yeah, I think you're finding a very similar line with that in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of, like, defensive players are kind of having that, like, what's 
what's what type of thing. And what's and a catch, what's not a catch. Yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's starting to get really, you know, dominated by, you know, things that, that aren't clear cut, which is hard because like not everything in sports is, but, but some things like penalties and stuff, we got to get a little bit better sense for the players because that just makes it, you know, inconsistent refing is, is, is hard for the guys, you know, as it is. But now like some of the suspensions that are getting put out, even I'm like kind of confused by. Yeah. And some that aren't like we talked about Gudis, like, you know, um, like, like TJ Oshie, that, that cross check on Latang. Yeah. I've, Five grand, like that's a five thousand dollar cross check. I mean, I know that's nothing to him, but like, I'm just imagining, like, setting five thousand dollars on fire to crush Chris Latang, which I would do. But like, I watched it, and I'm like, there's like, they were kind of going at each other, like, and then yeah. they just kind of give him a little cross check. Like, I don't see how that. I, I don't know. I don't two minutes and call it good. Yeah, well, we'll get into the Rangers game later, but after the Rangers game, the players are being interviewed. And I forget, it may have been Mika's Abinajad. One of them said, like, listen, like, we're under all this scrutiny, right? Like, people can talk about us all they want, but we're not allowed to talk about the refs. And I kind of, I get that. The refs are put on this pedestal. You're not supposed to say, you know, they're doing a good or a bad job. But, like, I feel like they probably should be held accountable just like the players are. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's a business. It's an organization. Any other, like, business organization, like, talent management, things like that, like, everyone is is held under the microscope like just because you're you're like the managers of the game essentially like while it's being played like you just get a free pass and you get to be like bags of shit like no that doesn't that's not how it works um it, it, it's it's just strange how like you said we put them on a pedestal and they're like this like unicorn like don't touch them don't talk about yeah. them like why 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 not like don't get me wrong I don't think you should sit there and have to call a ref a cunt every five minutes, even though sometimes it makes you feel a little better. But yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. And and just some of the, I I think it's just like this new. They're trying to bring in this new era of fans, and I think that's part of the problem. If that makes any sense, yeah. I guess I want the NHL to grow, but they're trying to. Some of the like growth techniques I don't think are right. Like. Yes, clean the game up, but like I know I'm going back to suspensions and stuff. But I was watching, like I, I was just kind of looking over some suspensions. But, like the Kachuk suspension, he, he poked Winkowski in the back of the leg when he was getting off the ice. Poked him yeah. like with a stick, a little poke. Like he's like poke checking a puck. And like I was on like Sportsnet or whatever it is, and they were saying speared. And I'm like, no, <laughs> my God, he literally like gave him a tap in the back of the calf, and you're calling that a spear and a one game suspension? It, like the dude loses eleven grand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know what's what anymore. Yeah, and I, now the player, I mean, Henrik Zetterberg, he's always been kind of like a uh, a classy figure, not a guy who really, like, soft-spoken but true leader, and the fact that he's even coming out and being like, listen, like, we have no idea what's going on, that should be a huge, huge awakening for the NHL. But do the NHL, I don't know. I fucking, sometimes I hate this league. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. Um, I wish Hal was on to discuss this, but Tuka Rask is 18-0-2 in his past 20 starts. Vesna? I mean, that's fucking, that's legit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really take notice of it because, quite frankly, he started out the season like a bag of shit. Like, they were talking about uh, Antoine Kudobin, I think his name is. Like, I think he used, yeah. to, he used to play for, like, the Hurricanes and stuff. He's actually not a bad goalie, but, like, they were talking about him maybe, like, getting the starting job and shit like that. Like, uh, I was looking at it, like, up to the season starting till November 26th, he had, like, three wins. 
<laughs> I think it was something yeah. like that. Like, and then, but then, but since the 26, 18 wins, like that's drastic change. Like yeah. Tugarask is crushing it right now, man. He's he's third in the league, I think, in um, goals against. It's like a two point oh nine. And and the thing is about that too, like everyone like kind of like looks at like games played with goalies. He's played, I think, I think it's like Hutton for the Blues and Flurry are like the one and two above him, and he's played ten plus more games than both of those guys. He's a great goalie. I mean, the Bruins. So, if you look at the Bruins, man, other than Tampa, the Bruins are probably one of the top teams in the East that I'd be kind of afraid to play in the playoffs. The Rangers aren't going to be playing in the playoffs, but that would be a team where, like, fuck, we have to play these guys. They're strong defensively. They have, they're they great up the middle. They have those young wingers that are wheeling. Now you have a goalie who hasn't 18-0-2 in his last 20 starts. Like, good fucking luck, dude. And the thing is, too, if you ever hear, like, especially when people were so down on Tuca at the beginning of the season, and I feel like they just hammer that guy for some reason. All the time. Why. All the time. That Haggerty fuck is an idiot. That that Bruins guy who's like I remember was did Tuka get hurt or something like that and he's like Anton Kudobin should be starting for the Bruins like get the fuck out of here dude you're an idiot. But then you hear like other guys that like are like backing Tuka Rask all they say is like try scoring on him in practice mm-hmm. like how hard he works and I'm like that's like because he's a good fucking goalie they're not just like pumping his tires so he'll start playing better that's a that's a good goaltender. Yeah, and, and he's like, a nutcase. Do you remember those fucking uh, those videos <laughs> yes. of him like losing in the shootout and him just like going postal? Like yeah, I, I'd go to war for a guy of, like that. That's yeah, exactly. That's a sign of a good goaltender. Yeah. Like that's what people people like give. Sh- I know it's like the Rangers, so but it's just what I can relate back to. Like Hank, he'll kind of have like a little hissy fit sometimes on his own guys or like bitching it. Like it's because the guy wants to fucking win. Exactly. Because he's a fucking punk. He wants to win. It's not Derek Stepan being like, I thought we did a lot of good things. It's like, hey wake the fuck up or playing like shit. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's good. And I mean, the Bruins for hell's sake, I hope they can kind of keep the hot streak going. It seems a little early to start it. Yeah. But at least it's in kind of right around the second half ish of the season. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, if they keep up this pace, like, holy shit, they're, they're going to be scary as hell. And and they're going to be scary as hell for a while too, man. You, you look at their stats, dude, they're top 10 in pretty much everything. Like really important stuff. Like, mm-hmm. point percentage, obviously. But, like, shots allowed. Like, yes, Tuca's doing sick, but, that, dude, guy first first in the league in shots allowed right now. And the Bruins power play penalty kill, top ten, both of them. Yep. And their face-off percentage, top ten. I mean, Bergeron, there you go. But Yeah, good luck against that like that's, Those are all winning recipes right there. Yeah. Which, I mean, good for Hal. He's not here to talk about it, but it is what it is. Uh, I know, he got me happy for once, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Tavares was asked about the Pierre LeBron story that came out in the athletics saying, uh, JT won't be traded. And he said, I don't want to be traded. So I had a pretty good sense of that already power move right there. Like I'm calling the shots right now. Um, God, like, I really hope he turns heel and he's like, I don't want to be traded. And then the off season, he's like, see you the fuck later. I'm going to sign with the Rangers. That would be so nice. It's not going to happen, but how cool would that be? I mean, the last time something like that happened was that Scott Gomez left the devils for the Rangers. Way different players. But- I- yeah, what I mean, I kind of picture that for some reason. Like that's, I'm thinking like, where is he gonna go? I like, he has to like where he lives. Obviously, like New York, whether it's the Mets or the Yankees or the Rangers or the Islanders, like it's New York. Mm-hmm. So why? What I mean, fuck, you really want to go to the Rangers right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Like, if I were him. I don't know, man. Toronto would be cool. I don't know if they have enough there, but can you imagine fucking one two of Austin Matthews and John Tavares like for years? Yeah, that wouldn't be awful. 
Um, but, I mean, New York, that dude's going to get paid if he plays for the Rangers or the Islanders. I don't know. Like, it's hard. Tavares is, like, a ghost in the NHL, really. Not skill set, obviously, but, like, other than the trade talk because his contract's up, what I don't hear shit. Yeah. He's, I never hear him say anything. So it's like, is he just trying to play coy because he doesn't want to leave this year and doesn't want to deal with, like, a trade midseason? Or is he, is this him kind of, like, sticking his neck out saying, all right, yeah, I am loyal to the Islanders. Like, they've shown, like, progress, which, I mean, they have, sort of. I mean... Still need a goalie. They're, they 100% need a goalie, and I don't know where they're finding it, to be honest. Yeah. Because if I was a starting goalie in free agency, I probably wouldn't look to go to the Islanders. No. But... I don't know, man. Like, I feel like this is going to be like a right down to the last second. There'll be talks of like him potentially going to Toronto, and then I feel like it'll be some bullshit. Like he'll sign with like New York again, and just be like, you know, I love the city, and the fans are so great. Yeah, as much as I hate to agree with you, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he'll stay in the island, Um, and good for him because I don't think I would. Uh, Yeah. Lastly, we're going to kind of go over the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers got bullied by Nashville last night. They go out and they, they pick up Cody McLeod. He's supposed to be like this rough and tough customer. I remember back when we played against Cody McLeod, I was like, that guy's kind of nails. Um, they play against the Predators and everybody got knocked out. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy VC took an elbow from behind. Brady Shea found the wrong guy and fought the wrong guy. Classic. Um, and then Alexi Emlin pretty much murdered Mark Stahl. Uh I okay. So what what hit was worse for you? Because uh, Forsberg had a hearing with the league today, and Emelin didn't. Or Forsberg's gonna have a hearing with the league. All right. So this might actually rub some Rangers fans the wrong way. The hit on VC, other than he didn't have the puck, really. I wasn't that, you know, upset about it. Yeah, he got hurt, which sucks, and we can't really afford to lose anyone right now, but... I didn't think it was that dirty. Exactly. I, I don't and, think it was, like, like... I think it was a fucked up hit, but I don't think it was, like, the intent really was there. I think he tried like, doing the Cronwall. Yeah, he tried doing kind of the Cronwall thing, and Jimmy VC just kind of skated directly into his arm. I didn't see an elbow come up. The elbow was there, but it wasn't like... It was like a follow-through elbow. It's Jimmy VC literally just ran right into his elbow. Yeah, exactly. It was, like... And like you said, it was, like, it was like a weird angle of the Cronwall or Subban-style mm-hmm. hit. Like, they both skate backwards and, like, throw their back into people. And, like, the elbow was, like, kind of, like, there, but, like you said, there was no, like, kind of, like, projecting up type of thing. Mm-hmm. He just kind of... It, it was, like I said, it was, like, a, a no-one's-looking, so I'm going to kind of get a piece of this guy. Yeah. Should have been a penalty. What's that? Should have been a penalty. I don't even think he got... Did he get a penalty? I don't even think he did. I know that Brady Shea... Or uh, Jimmy Vesey was, like, bleeding from the mouth looking over being like, what the fuck? Like, and I can get why he'd be pissed if I got hit and I, and I fucking... You know, look down, I was bleeding from my mouth. Like, well, that probably should have been, you know, a power play for us, but... Yeah, I don't think he even got a penalty for it. <laughs> Which is fucked up. I thought the Emlyn hit was worse than, than the VC hit. Uh, Emlyn killed Mark Stahl, and I know Stahl kind of had, like, a weird angle kind of going towards the puck or whatever, and at first I saw the hit, and, like, I hate Mark Stahl, so I was like, fucking yeah, A-Rights, right, so let's go! Yeah. Because the hit, like, in real time didn't really look that bad. It looked kind of like it was a high hit. But it was a big hit, whatever. And then today I saw like angles of this hit. It wasn't so much like the the initial contact, which I thought was sort of to the face. It was more or less his head just drilling the fucking the boards. Like that was bad. Mark Stahl may yeah. be out for a very long time. And I don't 
I don't really even really want to get into it, but he's had concussion issues in the past, and that did not look good. No, so I'll say um, for everyone listening what you're thinking. No, don't. Um, Just leave it alone. First leave thing it alone. Was a fist pump. <laughs> but, but the thing is, in reality, like, yes, you can fucking hate a player all you want. Dude, like, even even guys that you hate that aren't on your own team, you never want career-ending injuries or, like, legitimate health threats. You do and you don't, but, like, like realistically, these are humans. Yeah, like, they're playing a physical game. But at the same time, like, I mean, when I saw the hit, dude, I was kind of like, Mark Stahl, you're six, what, four? Like, two plus? Emelin lays fucking bombs, like he does. When he was in Montreal, he threw some big hits. But don't shy away from the puck, dude. That's how you get injured. Kids, young kids, if you're ever listening, do not shy away from the puck as a defenseman. That's mm-hmm. how you get lambasted. Yeah. Go in there, you're going to get smoked. But you're you're fucking huge. You're up against the boards. Let the boards do the work. How many times you like you ever try and like smoke someone and you're, they're like up against the boards and you get dummied because it's just like the yeah like how how the fucking motion works where you just bounce off of them. It's like Mark Stahl, please just go in with your two hands on your stick, throw, put your shoulder back into the guy a little bit. Like yes, I'm willing to. Plug him like a yeah, and, and I mean, hey, maybe some more ice time for Tony, but yeah, you know. you know the thing. Another thing that kind of pissed me off. So this all happened after the game. Well, right after that, JT Miller kind of came over and just like pushing match. No, dude, your assistant captain just got murdered. Like you're just gonna come over and push him. And after the game, JT Miller said, "I'm proud of the way we played. We played with uh, energy and passion." Like, what fucking game were you playing in, dude? Because. Can you imagine if Mark Messier was on the team and somebody took a run at Brian Leach like that and Messier was on the ice, what the fuck would have happened to Alexi Emelin? Yep. Talk about suspension. He probably would have been... Messier may have been barred from the NHL after something like that because Messier would have felt like, I'm going to kill you. I don't... That's the one thing that, like... I really don't like this whole, like, fighting deteriorating in the NHL. Like, it's great that it's gone down that we don't need an enforcer because it's like, dude, like, yes, just fuck Sometimes just play. Yeah, like exactly. a guy that exactly. lays a nice clean hit, I don't feel like he should have to fucking fight someone every time. Like I, Cronwell I, shouldn't yeah. have to fight someone every I, time. I get that. I completely get that. But, However, dude, if but, you're if that was like the Predators versus the Kings or the Predators versus fuck, yes. probably pretty much any team in the fucking league, shit would have been popping off. I think of like Flyers, Kings, Capitals. Uh-huh. If someone did that, Tom Wilson would have fucking fed you his uh-huh. stick. Uh-huh. And there was like, nothing really done. There was like a couple pushing, like Brady Shea shouldn't have to fight the wrong fucking guy. And that's why you signed Cody McLeod for a game exactly like that. I don't want to see Cody McLeod working on his crossovers and warm-ups or getting the fucking puck deep. I want to see him burying somebody. And he didn't do anything. If Cody McLeod is a Ranger the next game, that's the biggest mistake in the world because you brought him here to do one fucking thing and the guy didn't do shit. I, that's the wrong guy. Can you imagine uh, a couple years ago, it's not Cody McLeod, it's Chris Neal, and Chris Neal's on the fucking Rangers and this shit's happening? That wouldn't have happened. No. And I and I you know what like I thought about that too. I was like, well, Cody McLeod's on the fucking team. Why didn't he kill somebody? Do you think that it's the the way the NHL is now? It's forcing him to not play that way. Like he's like, fuck, I could fight and go spend five minutes in the box and not get another shift, or do I try and maybe get lucky and get an apple tonight? Yeah. Like, do you think maybe, do you, maybe because I don't think Cody McLeod's a pussy. I don't think he is either, I, but... I, I want to say that because he didn't do something about it mm-hmm. against his former fucking team. I think that's right. what it was. I think you just hit it on the fucking head right there. Is I think he was playing against his former team. And fuck you, dude, if that's what it is. Because that's not your team yeah, right, anymore, buddy. Against your former team, they just fucking 
cut you essentially. Yeah, you should want to fucking rip every dude's head off. Exactly, dude. They're your best friend. And the only reason you are signed is to play in a game like that, and then you don't even fucking show up, and you don't even do your job. I know a lot of Rangers fans hate Tanner Glass. I I really liked him because I thought he was a great locker room guy, and he would feed you his lunch. If Tanner Glass was on the team last night. That shouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened either. Can you imagine if Tanner Glass was on on the ice when Emlyn hit stall? And that's why, like, I, when I saw, we'll we'll get into Mr. McLeod later. We can yeah, he's a fucking. We can pump idiot. the brakes on him for a minute. He's a fucking idiot. All right, well, that's our fucking NHL in the news. There you go. Um, we are now going to move on into our. Uh, our Twitter questions, we got a couple voicemails this week, so play that music. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Thank you. All right, so we have two questions this week. I'm going to get these fired up going. Here's the first one. Okay, so I got another question for you, and it's Brock Besser. Um, I think the guy is great. I think the kid's amazing out there. Um, I think he's a great shooter. I think he's a great player. Um, honestly, I think the kid's a So, Brock Besser, uh, this is a question about him. This guy said that he's been reading some articles that he may not be what everybody thought he'd be. Um, I read an article about the kid. This may not be all correct, so allegedly. Um, Kid's gone through some shit, man. Uh, I think his dad has Parkinson's or something like that. Uh, One of his best friends passed away growing up. They they would talk about how the how all these kids would get eight hundred dollars skates and he would get four hundred dollars skates and he wouldn't bitch about it how he he would just keep going keep playing. He tore it up at the All Star game. He's fucking killing it for Vancouver right now. I really really like this kid. I want to see this kid succeed. He's American, which is badass. We don't really ever get that many badass good American type players. Uh, I can. The thing about it though is I don't know if he's like your franchise guy. And I don't think that's wrong by saying that. I, I don't know if he's like a John Tavares, an Austin Matthews, uh, Patty Kane. I don't. I don't know if he's like that. But I think he's more of like a uh, like a James Neal, uh, Marion Gabrick type player. Not like your highly elite player, but definitely a player you want on your team that's going to be fucking scoring goals. Like Louis Erickson in his prime kind of player. Like not your not your upper 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 echelon but still like a fucking player who's unreal who's going to night in night out you know what you're getting from him. I mean, what do you have on him? So, um first off, I I I kind of like that he comes from just kind of like a normal family like I guess they seem like from what I read, like I didn't like dig deep on the kid, but like they were talking about how his like pretty blue collar family like mom works like a couple jobs and shit like that. Yep. Like dude, like I I don't care like that stuff adds up. Like, it mm-hmm. does add up to character. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say, like, every best player in the NHL comes from hardworking families that, like, aren't rich. Like, that's not how it works. Some kids no, not at all. And that's not like, talked about enough, dude. You look, I would probably say 90% of the players in the NHL, they came from, they had some stuff where they could go and do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Hockey is a rich sport. It mm-hmm. is what it is, you know. But, like, like I grew up, like, dude, my dad fucking, he worked his day job, and then he would go sharpen skates at the at the hockey rink while I was practicing to make more money. So Because my sister and I both played. Yep. So it was like, 
you know, like stuff like that. Like I love about like hearing stories about this kid that does that shit. And then he goes and like one big thing, he hammers all of his fucking bonuses. Did you see his bonuses? Yeah, that was sick. And then he he bought a dog. Yeah, like half a mil or whatever was bonuses or some shit. It's not a bad weekend. But and and so so that's awesome. Like just to get a little like hard dick for the guy right there. But I was so I was going through. I was watching. I watched a clip earlier today about like his his first whatever goals in the NHL. Like like running back like first 10, 15, 20 of them or whatever. The thing I know, it's been half a year, dude. You can't say bust or not. Yeah, you can't. especially like, when he's putting up these numbers. To. It's how we work in society now. We want instant gratification. We want to know what his 15-year NHL career is going to look like. Yep. You can't. It's bullshit. Quit, quit fixating on that, people. It's, it's, it's stupid. But the kid has things that, that, that will carry on if he, you know, like that, that, that correlate to being successful in NHL. All of his goals, he's going to the fucking net. Yep. The kid goes to the net. Whether whether he's like crossing over the blue line, cuts to the middle, pucks to the net, pucks to the net yep. every fucking time. And guess what else he does? He goes goes hard to the net on rebounds. He's he's banging home rebounds on a power play. I, I like there was like five goals where like he was just fucking sitting there in that like little backdoor slot while like pucks were getting thrown at the net, and he just finds him, picks him up, and boom, sends him. He has such a quick release. There was one where like it was like a wide shot, or like the goalie like tipped it, it, hit, it went wide off the glass. And he was on the left side on the power play, so he had to, like, pull it back across his body to a forehand. He did that, like, in time before the goalie got back across to the side and just fucking buried it. Like, he's got quick hands in tight, too. That's all, like, essentials to being a goal scorer in the NHL. And when you were talking about, like, but like I, as soon as, like, I heard Besser and, like, you were, like, kind of, like, naming players that he's not a franchise player, like, Gabrick was immediately in my head what yeah. I thought. Gabrick's not, like, the cornerstone of a franchise. Obviously not now, but he never was. Yeah. But the guy's going to go score. You don't You don't need You don't need him to be the cornerstone. He's not that type of player. He. I mean, yeah, he's fucking putting up points right now, but, like, just let him score. And that's, that's and you know what? At the same thing, he, he could be. He very well yeah, could right, be that player. Right. Yeah, you don't exactly. know yet. I mean, if you look well, at Vancouver, it's been the Sedin's team for how fucking long? And now that's starting to kind of move over a little bit. Give that kid the keys and see what he does with it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you see good franchises, whether it's hockey, NBA, NFL, stuff like that. Like, yes, Tom Brady is the cornerstone of the franchise, but look at all the pieces around him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm using that just because football's on fucking later, and I'm yeah, sure my yeah, head's yeah. thinking about that. But, like, like, dude, what's wrong with Besser being, like, the second guy? I mean, like, honestly, Rick Nash in the perfect scenario would be that second guy. Guess what? He fucking might be somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully he'll be going somewhere. We're and honestly, dude, I, like, not to go off topic, I hope Nash goes somewhere and does something. Just so I can be like, fuck, I'm not an idiot for thinking he could be good. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'm exact opposite. I hope he goes somewhere and doesn't do fucking shit and we get a bunch of stuff. I'll be like, <laughs> I fucking told you so. This guy's soft. So that's that's the Brock Besser question. We're going to move on. We have one more question. I think it's from the same guy, to be honest with you. Uh, this one, this guy. Here we go. Yo, on a skate, I was just wondering what you think about Mike Underwood, I mean, Fisher, coming out of retirement, going back to the Predators, how that going to change the dynamic on the team, and I mean, overall, he was a great player, he was a good guy, you know, whatever, but does Nashville really need him, or, uh, or in all honesty, should they kind of move on, because you know he's not going to last too much longer anyway, like, is he coming out of retirement for a year? And then gonna retire again or what? Uh, just 
just wondering what uh what you guys think. Alright, so Mike Fisher, that that could have been something that we talked about earlier, but we can talk about it now. Mike Fisher's going back to the Preds. Uh Karen Wood will be on TV during the playoffs, so that's good for us. Um win win. Yeah, <laughs> big win. I, I, I think he has a good question. Uh Mike Fisher not the Mike Fisher that used to be Mike Fisher. He was a fucking one of the most underrated players I think ever to really play the game. Fucking the epitome of an awesome second line center. Uh, he was great last year. He was very banged up in the playoffs. You barely even saw him out there. Now he's coming back. He's gonna be fresh. He's got a half a year, and he may not be that second line Mike Fisher. But if you have a fresh Mike Fisher on your fourth line, that'll help any fucking team. And that's I mean, I think that's great for them. The Predators. I think they may be my pick for winning the cup, especially the way normally like when I watch my teams play hockey and they like get fucking bullied, I get pissed at the other team. But last night I couldn't help but just be like, I fucking really like this team. I like the makeup. They're talented, they're fast, they have great defense, an awesome goalie, and they have that grit to their game. And now you're gonna add Mike Fisher, who's not only used to be a really good player, still a good player, but was a huge leader in that locker room. And, you know, he's a face that those guys like to see in the locker room every day. So what do you have on Fish coming back to uh to the Preds? Um so I think it's awesome because first of all, if he was coming to Phoenix, like it'd be like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not a big deal. Or Arizona, pardon me. But uh like Nashville is win now. That's the win now mode. Mm-hmm. You make your team better no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're adding an old dude who's gonna be your a better fourth line center than the one you have now. Or so what's the, what's their center depth? It's like it's it's Tourist Johansson basically one and two, and then Benino's third line center, yep. and then whatever from there. Yeah. What if fucking Fisher takes that third line center position? Benino goes to left wing or something like that. Like that makes your third line better or your fourth line better. Fisher probably kills penalties. Definitely kills penalties. Yeah. Shots. He do, he's gonna do all, all. He's gonna check all the categories that you need to win a Stanley Cup. Yep. He's not gonna score goals. He's not gonna get assists. He's gonna fucking block shots. He's gonna get pucks out off, off the glass. And it's such a, like an old time fucking not skilled hockey guy thing to say, but that's how you win in the in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's gonna be fresh. Like, yeah, exactly. And who knows, dude? Maybe he fucking maybe he has a little something left, not playing half a year, and and has a little kind of taste of blood that he wants to get back on on the ice. I mean, I think, and I don't know what's his what is like cap hit or whatever the hell how that works, but I mean, I'm sure it's not gonna affect them that much. They don't really. Like, this acquisition, like, what deadline deal, they kind of just got one. Yeah, no, for sure. And and their defense, so, so, honestly, their defense is their core, 100%. Mm-hmm. Their defense is their offense as well, like, yep. for a big a big part of it. Fisher just adds to their defense. Like, yep. they just shored up even more. And guess what? They're still already one of the best teams in the NHL right now. So. 100%. And it's just a ball and move, too, to be like, yeah, I quit. And then the next year, oh, my team's really good again halfway through the year. Maybe I can, <laughs> yeah. maybe I can win myself well, a cup. And- do you think that maybe this was talked about? I like, don't know. I, I saw, I think, think Bob... ever have, like, hush-hush things like, yo, I need a half a year off, man. I don't like, know, man. I don't know. Bob McKenzie said it was very spur of the moment, and I tend to trust that guy. I mean, he's a Bob file. That yeah. guy, You yeah. anything he says is gold. But it, true, it could be. That's something you'll never know either. You'll never fucking find out unless they, like, win the cup and there's a giant party and, like, shit goes wrong or shit goes right and we get a 30 for 30 out of this, like, 15 years from now. Like, that'd be, like, the only yeah. time. Honestly, what I pictured happening is him just like putting around the house, get like pissing carry off. Like, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, will you just go with the fucking boys already? <laughs> get out of my house. Yeah. 
But that good questions by that guy. I appreciate you guys calling in. Uh, again, if you guys want to call in, 518-309-2595. Call into the uh, the old hotline over here, the Patty B hotline. So Get us up. Yep. And now we're going to go into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Dom, take it away. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Thank you, Dom. Pleasure as always. Heroes and Zeros, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll get her started. Go ahead. All right, so my uh, I'll go hero of the week. My hero is Mark Edward Vlasic. I just read this. Uh, apparently, he almost went to the Olympics anyway after the NHL not allowing him, and even though there was contract termination and a potential arrest for him doing that, super pissed off. It came out that he was thinking about it anyway. I think that's kind of badass. Um, you keep seeing like players come out and like saying, oh, we should have went anyway, blah, blah, blah. He's not saying we should have went anyway. He's saying I would have fucking gone, and like I still like am thinking about going. So I think that's kind of sick. Well, I mean, what do you have on him? He's a fucking great player, too. Very Another very underrated player in the National Hockey League. Doesn't get talked about enough. So th- here's my thing on Vlasic. I fucking always loved that guy. He gets so overshadowed by Burns being oh, yeah. on that team. He, he's a stud. Yeah. That that guy is a stud, and there's a reason why he's been an Olympian. Like yeah. he's good. Don't get me wrong. They put a team together this year. He's not going to be on the team, but he's still a fucking solid. And honestly, dude, if he was on the Rangers, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. I I don't know. Slap slap me if I if I'm kind of overstepping. McDonough Vlasic. Uh, I think you take McDonough just because I think he's got to be younger. I would think he'd be younger. Yeah, Maybe he's not. Yeah, yes, yes. But if you, if you like, get rid of all that, like, exterior shit, like, player-wise, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, off, offensive upside, maybe Vlasic has a tick, but, like, I get regardless, you. I get what but, you're saying. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of nails him being like, yo, fuck this. I just want to play for my country. Yeah, arrest me, dude. Terminate my contract. I'm going to go win a gold medal. Do you, how... Is he being real about this, or is he just trying to like pull his like maple leaf out of his pants and just dangle it for everyone to like look at? <clears throat> I think he's being real about this, and I'm only saying that because how often do you ever hear Mark Edward Vlasic say anything? Yeah, that's true. You know what that's I mean? True. Like that's a name that's never really thrown out. He doesn't really ever talk about it that much. Uh... Oh, hey, here we go. Breaking news: Larry Brooks says that Coyotes forward Max Domi is available for a trade. So we can talk about that. Why? Later. Oh my God, are they fucking dumb? Uh... I would love Max Domi, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That that's my hero of the week. Who's your hero of the week? Oh, uh, well, if you want to get into trades and shit, uh, the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning organization—they okay. are my fucking hero. I cannot stand how shitty the Rangers are with like what they're doing. Like, I get it; it's been awesome mm-hmm. the past whatever seven years being in the playoffs, but like the Lightning, it's like. Guy after guy just comes up and does fucking sick. Who's Yanni Gord? Oh well, he's like a twenty goal scorer now. So there, there you go. Um, and then Pekka gets called up. He's got like five points already in like seven games or something like that. And I just, I just feel like they, they know what they're doing. They're, they're grooming players to like actually play in, in, on their team. They're not grooming them to trade them for a cup run. Like, I don't know. I just, when you look back at what we've done. Eric Stahl, I want to hang him. Yeah. The fact that he was part of our team, like, for what, you know, like, I don't know, just the Lightning seem to kind of have it figured out right now, and I think that more teams need, and, and honestly, the Penguins, too. They're, they're, their guys are kind of no-name guys that come up out of nowhere, so I guess I guess the Lightning are, their, their farm system's just been pretty damn good over the past couple of years. Yeah, they're awesome. I actually saw a report, uh, McDonough, there's a lot of, they say there's a lot of smoke with McDonough going to Tampa, 
but the one name they threw out was fucking Tyler Johnson. Like, what would that do for the Rangers? I don't understand why that name was even really thrown out. That I wouldn't want him, right? Especially for Ryan McDonough. Like, maybe I'll give you fucking Mark Stahl and, like, a couple fucking... How old, how old is Tyler Johnson? 26? I'm not entirely sure. I'll like, look that up right now. Well, the, the thing is, is just, like... What was Tyler Johnson doing last year? Pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. He had one sick little like playoff run, I think. Now he's playing good. Right now he's playing very well. Twenty-seven years but old. Twenty-seven. Not old. Not young. Okay, but what? Getting rid of him for McDonough? What is? The reason you get rid of McDonough is to fucking get your prospects to get your prospects yes. and to like rebuild. You don't get rid of, get rid of McDonough to get some fucking center who's you know. You don't do that. If McDonough's he, a big fucking name, dude. And the thing that drives me nuts. When it comes to trade deadlines, everybody's like, oh, this guy should be traded for this guy, blah, blah, blah. We have no idea what the market is, dude, and that's what sucks. Like, I really wish that we kind of had, like, a clue of, like, I wish I could ask all the GMs to be like, Ryan McDonough's available for, for a trade. Like, what are you willing to give up? Yeah. Like, that'd be kind of sick. You tell, nobody... no. you tell them no. Yeah. Seller has all the power at the deadline. Yeah. All the power. Go back and look at some of the deals that have been made. Like, you're getting, like, a second and third round pick for, what, Brendan, Brendan Smith was a second or third round uh, pick. Zach Ronaldo was a third round pick. Paul Gostad was a first round pick. <laughs> oh, Gostad. Yeah, that's whatever. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, McDonough, right now, there's all these speculations. McDonough for Nylander and all that shit. It's like, yo, how about we wait and not get all. I, it's cool because we get to think about it and everything. But, like, dude, trade deadline, shit's worth way more. Yeah, and I don't know. And it's funny, you say Nylander, McDonough, you hear Rangers fans being like, I want to trade McDonough for Nylander. That's all you're going to get. And then you hear Leafs fans are like, I want to trade Nylander for McDonough. Like, just two completely opposite ends of the spectrum where both sides think they're getting fucked over. And you don't really know, like, what's going on. I I mean, not to get off topic, but that's not a bad... I would like Nylander a lot. I think he's sick. And I love his It's dad. hard. McDonough's our captain. You have to love him. There's, like, players on every team that you, like, Still want to hold on to. He's done nothing wrong. Ryan McDonough has done nothing wrong. The only thing that I have an issue about it is he's not the same player he was before he was captain. The year before he was named captain, he was nasty. I thought he was going to be a top five defenseman in the league forever. Do you know? I think he scored like fourteen or seventeen goals that year. I remember specifically we beat the Coyotes and he scored like the game winner of the Coyotes and there was a picture of him like one knee up, fist pumping, and I'm like, that's our that's going to be our captain. And ever since then, I feel like the pressure. I don't know if it's the pressure, if he's afraid to fuck up, if he's afraid. I don't know. He's not the same player as he was. Wherever he goes, though, they're going to be getting a fucking quality NHL defenseman who can skate better than probably anybody on their team who can defend, and he won't have to worry about fucking babysitting Dan Girardi or Nick Holden. Like, he, he'll he probably be with a fucking good, you know, other defenseman, which yeah, was supposed to be Shankirk, but never happened. That, that's one thing is he's not going to have to, like, keep the ship afloat. If yeah. he goes somewhere, he's going to just get to do his thing. Which is kind of cool. I always not- like Mac. And dude, like, send Nylander, man. Fuck, the kid's young, entry-level deal still, right? Or next year is he out of it? Uh, I think this is probably his second year. I think last year was his first year. So, yeah, he's probably got one more after this. But, yeah, I'll take Nylander. Send him. We'll give you Stahl, too. (laughs) Stahl and McDonough for... Nylander and Marner. Call it, dude. Yeah, that would be... Yeah. Um... Zero of the week, we kind of already talked about it. Cody McLeod, you're a fucking loser. I don't really want to get into it anyway. You've disappointed me on a level that I don't think I could ever be disappointed. Get out of my life. That's my zero of the week. What's your zero of the week? Oh, okay. All right. I'm ready for some ridicule here, but... Here we go. Uh, 
any Rangers fan who's still excited about this season. Yeah. Um, the only thing you should be excited about is the trade deadline and not like, oh, what are we going to get for the run? It's like, oh, what pieces can we like get this shit together in three years? Because like three years, I think that's, I think that's appropriate, man. Like I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm not, I'm not this, like, I don't, I don't need to win a cup this year. I know it's not realistic. It'd be sick. Don't get me wrong. I'll fucking rage if they do, but let's get this shit figured out. There's still a, a core group of players and upcoming players that are like going to be good enough. Let's, let's start drafting some shit. Let's get this going. I don't, I, I don't. I loved Keith Yandel. I don't need another Keith Yandel. Yeah. I don't need another Eric Stahl. I don't need that. I need draft picks and I need prospects. <laughs> yeah, please. And then, and a new coach. You need a new fucking coach because yeah. I don't want him anywhere near prospects. I read an article. Larry Brooks put, put it out. It was it had to do with Henrik Lundqvist and how Lundqvist said that no matter what, he wants to be on one team his whole career and he doesn't want to leave no matter the good or the bad. I thought that was badass as fuck. You said three years, right? Let's say. We have a for you Rangers fans who don't really follow the prospects that closely. We have a goalie playing over in the KHL, Shishortskin, I think is his last name. He is going to be a fucking stud. So let's say three. Big two, right? Yeah, yeah, dude, he's fucking nasty. He's like fifty and one since he started playing. He's so good. So three years from now, Hank's contract's probably going to be coming up. Whatever. We have that Russian kid coming over. Maybe they're splitting time. I don't hate that. I don't hate splitting time with Hank and some other kid who's supposed to be really good. Can you imagine if, if this kid comes over and he's a fucking just absolute animal, like nasty, and Henrik Lundqvist's contract expires, he's got two more years in him, he's like, I'll back up for you guys. Or, like, I'll split time for you guys. I don't know if that'll actually happen, but, like, that'd be kind of a cool story if we ended up if he ended, actually ended up winning a cup with the Rangers. And I think three years is perfect, man. Like, we got Lise Anderson. We got uh, Philip Heedle. We have uh, Ty Ronning. We talked about him, or we talked about him pre-show. Yeah. He was. I mean, that kid's gonna be a fucking stud. Hopefully, maybe we don't know. Brady Shea. Hopefully, by then will be on there. Hopefully, Mark Stahl yeah. will be fucking off. Rick Nash will be gone. Uh, Zook will probably be Boone gone. Booney Evans can sucks. be a depth guy. Booney Evans can be a depth guy, dude. And once like you start getting these too. pieces, once you start getting these pieces together, right? Then you go out and you sign a big name free agent and say, "Come in here and help me with these kids." Yep. I, I guess what? That's great. you. You take the building blocks of all the a, a lot of stud NHL teams. They have entry level deals or low-level deals on, on younger players, and then they have, like, these blockbuster deals with these guys. Yeah. The Penguins. I know I fucking talk about them, but, like, dude, look what they did past two years. They won a Stanley fucking Cup. With Crosby, fucking Malkin, Brian Kessel. Rustin fucking... Big... big what big what's contracts. Yes, exactly. Riley... Or, um... What the fuck are their Ryan. names, dude? Ah, uh, Connor Sheary. Sheary. Sheary, yes. Sheary. Like, like Gensel? Where the fuck did Gensel come from? Yep, like, that's a good name. Let these players fucking develop and let them play. I don't want to see yeah. fucking finish ever and, again. And for the love of God, Rangers, when Connor Sheary or Jake Genzel become a free agent, please don't sign them. You are going to be like, oh, let's sign these guys. They're good. They're playing with Sidney fucking Crosby, yes. dude. Like, don't don't get trapped in that where you're like, oh, you know, this guy scored 30 goals the last four years. He's also playing with the best fucking player on planet Earth. Dude. Yeah, and so, guess what? You look at goals per minutes played with Crosby. Pretty much everyone is like yeah, sky really high. So I I I yeah. So zero of the week, all you stupid fucking Rangers fans. I think we have a chance because this season's over. It's over. And if you don't like it, then I I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. It's gotten to the point where if the Rangers game is on, like I don't I don't really know if I even really want to watch it. Like let's crush a couple honest, episodes of US, the Office. UFC Fight Night was on last night, and 
I'd watch Rangers highlights. Yeah. But I was more interested in watching dudes punch each other in the fucking face. Oh, I have at a least stat. some fucking aggression. I have a stat. Listen to this. New York Rangers have won three regulation wins in their last 18 games. Yes, that's great. Two Garask is 18-0-2 in his past 20 starts, and the New York Rangers have won three regulation games in their last 18. Yeah. Not good. Get rid of that stupid fucking coach. All right, moving on. Last segment, we're going to get into our three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, big weekend coming up for the boys uh, playing in a pond hockey tournament in Saratoga Springs. If any of you guys are going to be there, make sure you give me a shout. So it's only fitting. Three stars of the week. We're going to do uh, three must-haves for a pond hockey tournament. I'm going to go with my third star, lawn chair with beer pockets. You're gonna be you're gonna be around you're gonna be around bouncing from rink to rink. There you're gonna be a little bit tired because you're probably gonna be a little drunk. You're gonna to want to find a place where you can actually just you know sit down, hang out. You need an A plus lawn chair, dude. You can't go to Dick's and buy one for four dollars. You need a legit lawn chair. Go on Amazon. Go wherever you need to go, dude. That's where you need to be. Um, a lawn chair would be my third star. Yeah, it's good too. You got to rest the legs, you know, in between games. You're playing a lot of games during pond hockey tournaments. Legs feed You're, the wolves. Yeah, for sure. All right, so who, who's your third star? Uh, I think a nice toque is uh, definitely up there. I uh, I took a puck off the ear a couple of years ago. I had like ten stitches put in, so I have like a nasty little scar in my ear where it was like torn in half. Mm-hmm. So my ear always fucking kills whenever it's like really windy playing pond hockey. So I have to have a fucking hat to cover that thing the up. The elements, dude. It's gonna be cold out there. You don't want to catch pneumonia. Yeah, no, that's never good. That'll uh, put you on the IR real quick. Yeah, and the heat. I think I'll, I, this may be wrong, but it doesn't heat just leap through your head. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. It's why, like, you know, you ever take, like, your helmet off in the locker room, you see, like, dudes, like, just steaming. Yeah, yeah, so you keep the steam inside. I like that. Nice toque. Good toque. Um, my second star, eye black. You need to be able to fucking pretend like you are in the NHL because you are never going to make the NHL. This is your winter classic. This is where you have to go out and you got to just black the face, make sure it looks fucking sick, dude. You know, walk in the bathroom, put the eye black on, slick back the hair, and just make sure you look like an absolute savage. I think eye black is very underrated in a tournament like this. Also, if you have eye black on, the people that you're playing against are like, this kid means business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're playing in a three-on-three tournament or whatever outside, you need any advantage you can get. Um, so really, you know, getting in the head of <laughs> any schmucks across the way from you is any any positive thing you can do, so... I think it's a good idea. One hundred percent. The last thing a pair of thirty-five-year-old fucking first-time dads want to see is some drunk fucking mid-twenty-year-old with eye black on, being like, "Oh shit, I thought we were. I thought this was." Foaming at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you got oh, for your second star? Um. Okay. So anytime you're playing pond hockey, you're probably like you said. Reason why you need those cup holders. You're having a few soda pops with the fellas. Um. I'm uh, a thick boy. I I need food. Um, anytime beer gets involved, I gotta have some food in my belly. Uh, last time I played pond hockey a couple weeks ago, boys on a trip to Little Caesars to get some hot and ready's to bring back to the pond, just dummied a bunch of $5 pizzas. So that was pretty, that was pretty, uh, clutch there. I think food, and if you're playing all day and drinking all day, you gotta have something in your gut or you're gonna freaking be all ass with reflux and play like shit on Sunday. I, I completely agree. You're going pizza. I'm probably going hot dogs. I'm a big hot dog guy. Oh, I would do hot dogs for sure over pizza. It was just, you know, necessity. <laughs> it's, five bu- it's five bucks for a pie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, in my last, my first star, 
Uh, hand and feet warmers. Those things that you get at your local Stewart's where you walk in. You, you, it's going to be cold out there. And I'm kind of a prima donna, dude. I want to make sure that I'm feeling good. So you put the hand warmers in, in the gloves. You put the feet warmers in the skates. And you're feeling good when you're skating around. You have the eye black on. You can go to your chair, sit down. But you're also going to be warm out of your extremities. So hand and feet warmers. That would be my first star. Yeah, that's clutch, especially if you're playing like somewhere and it's really windy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking cold, man. Like the last time I skated, it was like 45 fucking degrees. I was sweating, but that was like very rare. Anytime you're usually like playing in a tournament, like you said, it's all day. You want to stay warm. It's miserable. There's nothing worse than like. I remember I used to like skate like at the Coliseum in Syracuse. The back ice was so fucking cold. You'd get in the shower and your feet would fucking hurt. Oh yeah, that like, that's I, always the worst, dude. Yeah, I hated that shit. So hand warmers and feet warmers, that's like pretty pretty essential. Um, and yeah, so what if it's a prima donna thing? No one's going to see them. I'm a diva, dude. I'll admit it. What's, what's, what's your first star? <laughs> uh, mine is another prima donna thing. You know, you got to like make sure you like no one's looking, kind of like go in the tent or something and put this on. But uh, a healthy dose of wax. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, a, if my stick gets like a little bit nicked up, I retape it type of guy. So... Uh, I always, like, butter the fuck out of it, especially pond hockey. Like, I brought some like, a couple weeks ago, and the guy's like, you brought wax? And I was like, yeah, it's fucking 45 degrees out, dude. They're like, can I get some of that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a pussy after all. Like, <laughs> everyone wants some of this shit. So, especially pond hockey, like, you're probably tripping on your face a few times using your stick to fucking stay, stay upright, so... I get that. Gotta keep the blade okay. You gotta yeah. keep the blade okay, dude. Because also, the last thing you want to do is be retaping your stick after fucking five games in a pond hockey tournament. You put enough wax on there, you, you're going to be okay. You probably get a couple games out of it. Then you retape it for the fucking championship. Yeah, everyone knows that. Those are the rules. So, that's this week's podcast. Uh, Cooner, a.k.a. Howie Felter Snatch, we appreciate you coming on. Um, do you have anything else for our listeners at home? Uh, no, I'm just happy to be here today. It's good to get back on. It's been a while. Um, you know, like, rate, subscribe, review, all those good words that, you know, you need in the podcast game. Um, I like that. No, tune in, tune in, man. Share with your friends. The shit's good. Fuck yeah. Make sure you follow us at morning underscore skate on Twitter and Instagram. Get on Facebook, do whatever you want. Spread the word. Um, thanks for listening. And we're going to talk to you next week. Take it easy. Peace. Oh